0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Soul Quest.
1: I am Sharon Hudson, teacher and life coach based out of Austin, Texas.
0: And I am Cisco Naira, a personal trainer based out of Houston, Texas. And we are on a journey to discover other people's quest in life.
1: Each episode, we will speak to each other and people of interest about life lessons, love, faith, faith passion, honesty,
0: and authenticity as we continue to seek the truth in our soul's mission in this life.
1: So join us and discover new ways of living through conversations that inspire your soul.
0: It is your soul that leads you in life.
1: Hi, everyone! Welcome to Soul Quest, episode three, with Sharon and Cisco. Hey, how you doing, Sharon? I'm <laughs> doing great. How are you?
0: I'm doing swell. Um, yeah.
1: So today, our subject, our topic is death.
0: And when you brought that to my attention, I was like,
1: "Wow, that kind of caught me
0: off guard." I was like, "Why, why
1: death?" Like, and I don't really know why it came to mind, but I it was on my list of topics, and then you just went through a death, so I thought it would be perfect timing, or a loss of a pet. So, oh yeah,
0: I lost my pet a week ago. I had to put her down, dude. That was so hard. Like, I never had to do that before. And we've talked Mm -hmm. about this before But
1: I was
0: crying like a baby boy Like it was hard I felt like Even though she was suffering But I just felt uh, I mean it was like I don't know what it's like To lose like an immediate Family member Like most most people Who are probably listening to it Lost like a mother, father, brother, sister I don't know what that's like at all because I've never experienced it before yeah but to lose my pet of 11 years I mean man it crushed me it did
1: this was your first um euthanizing of a pet right
0: yes yeah That was my first time I had to literally like I've had pets and they have died and either they got hit by a car or they just I went outside when I was a kid I went outside and the dog was dead but <sighs> To go to a vet And say I need to put this dog down And then watch the I mean they asked me if I wanted to leave And I was like no I want to be here It just It crushed me
1: It's so hard
0: It is But that I mean that was just the pet thing Like I couldn't imagine like You know human life Yeah
1: but you've been through Haven't you been through several friends that have died?
0: Yeah recently this has been like seem like the older I get the more people die I yeah. guess when you're a kid <clears throat> yeah you don't really I mean I, I we talked about this a little bit earlier but like I feared going to funerals when I was a kid like I got just I guess from watching scary movies as a kid too like zombie movies and just scary movies as you know like four or five i mean i was watching them at like five six seven eight there was no filter at my house like my parents (laughs) let me watch whatever i wanted Uh and then to just the way my kids were raised like that never happened but (laughs) but i always like when i went to a funeral i'd always picture Like, them just coming out of the coffin. And it would just, like, scare the crap out of me. You know, like, I always feared that. Mm -hmm. And I did not like to go to funerals when I was a kid, because I always felt like they were just going (laughs) to, you know, come out. But then, as I got older, yeah, it was different. But I've lost some very, very close friends. So,
1: who was your first, I mean, who was your first friend, death of a friend that you went through um, and how old were you
0: like close friend i mean we went to high school together so right yeah you there lost were some kids that died <coughs> mm-hmm. you know actually kids were dying left and right while we were
1: yeah there was behind. somebody dying every year maybe two people yeah two three kids from guns know, or car or robbing yeah. Or,
0: yeah like someone got shot or killed or something
1: it was a norm for sure
0: yeah and Oof. like and it's I don't meaningful.
1: think that was actually I don't think that was normal at every high school. I think it was just, yeah, just exactly. ours in that time period. Yeah,
0: that time frame, the, er, the early '90s. Yeah, like it was, it was bad here. It was history. crazy. Yeah. Um, like, you mean know, we we know who they were, you know, Darren Cross and and Todd Hanson. Like, I couldn't go to those funerals. You know, like. I didn't want to go. Like I just, I was scared hmm. to go there.
1: Interesting. Yeah. I had a total different feeling. I think. Nah, like yeah. What? I never feared funerals. Really? I love going to cemetery. I don't know why. I just love connecting to the other side in that way. Like to feel close to the other side. Sometimes I don't know. It's kind of weird. My first funeral was my grandfather's, and that was seventh grade.
0: Really?
1: That was your first? That was my first death, and I, I mean, I threw up. You don't remember that, but threw up on you (laughs) in 7th grade science. But that was, that That was was my way of dealing with it. Sorry, That was my way of dealing with the first death, my grandfather. I, I got sick to my stomach. I went to school that day, and I, I, I was so sick, I threw up. Wow. But I. Remember that funeral? I don't remember being scared or anything. And then Darren's funeral, I don't remember being scared. Did you went to that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I didn't go. Like I said, I was scared. Like I just, I just didn't want to see anybody in a coffin, you know, especially a kid. Yeah,
1: that's that is the hardest part.
0: <clears throat> that is like the worst thing. Like I, going to a kid's funeral.
1: Yeah, I think that I've. At that time, I didn't think kid. I was the same age, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, true.
1: But I think now, as an adult, going to a kid's funeral would really.
0: Oh, I actually. I I feel a little bad, (sighs) but uh, some friends of mine lost their child about two years ago. Uh, Their child drowned in the pool. (sighs) And she was on life support. Oh, my gosh. Like a week. I mean, but there's just no. They couldn't, you know bring her back and they you know, they had to let her go and I just refused to go like <laughs> in my, in, within myself like I want I mean I sent my condolences and everything but like I would have been like the biggest baby crying in that place cause like man oh,
1: yeah there's something kid. about especially after you've had kids oh yeah you don't want to even I don't even want to watch a movie where a kid dies I don't want to even think I mean just thinking about Oh, that's like the worst yeah, there fear. Was
0: this movie I saw had uh, Keanu Reeves in it. And it was he was like coaching this little, little league baseball team. And one of the kids died and it goes to the funeral. Oh.
1: oh, yeah, that is just the worst feeling as a parent to because you think, oh, my gosh, that, that could was, be my yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: I was crying like a baby just watching that scene, you know. Connor Reese
1: goes up and he starts talking about the kid. Oh, okay. I'm just like, I that is one of my
0: that, uh, worst
1: actually... fears in life, you know. And I'm sure every parent's worst oh, fear. Yeah. And just when you have those moments of thinking about what if that happened, it's just like, oh, it shakes you to the core. Oh, yeah. So anyway, let's move on to um, <laughs> your first. Okay, your first friend.
0: Uh, that actually passed. out
1: uh, in high school. Was Ray Ray, Ray was it, Ray Gard- remember
0: when Ray I didn't go to his funeral either Like I just And I he died from a An shot. accidental That's funny That you say that Because today Is the guy's birthday <gasps> He pulled that trigger
1: Oh wow Okay Interesting
0: Yeah He popped up on my
1: And this was an accidental death But they were robbing Somebody or something.
0: Y- Yeah Yeah It went They actually committed a crime And they were on the run And apparently the gun went off and it killed Ray. It shot him. And did he live in your neighborhood? Ray? No. I don't actually know what neighborhood he lived in, but I just remember he was a cool dude. Um, I couldn't believe it happened. I was upset over it. Like, how did this happen? You know? Like, they were all in it together, but someone ended up dying. You know? i don't know what happened i can't say anything. yeah right there. right but so i don't know but you name. knew him i knew ray yeah he was, i didn't know him Oh, okay i didn't know him like i just knew him from high school like actually i was in SAC uh quite a bit when <laughs> i was a freshman and <laughs> uh special would be in assignment there. class and it was like if you got in trouble you got sent to SAC. so i was in trouble not because of like you know anything bad like i did it was usually because of like detention or skipping school they would put me you know stuff like that it wasn't like i was like setting off alarms or fighting or you know it was nothing like that it was but i just remember he was in there with me and a couple times and there was one time i remember i forgot my lunch and we had to eat lunch in that room and like he had some extra food and he gave it to me i was like dude that's so cool and i was growing
1: mm. uh
0: that's what i remember the most about uh But, you know, he was just a cool cat, but when that happened, I was like, I was kind of upset at everyone that was involved in that, because I was like, how could that happen? You know, like, y'all went in to do whatever y'all did, and one of y'all, you know, end up dying, I don't know if it was from confrontation, (sighs) accidental, like what, like, there's, don't get me wrong, I had speculation. Had you know proof? The only people who know are the people that were there. Right. There was like four people in the car when it happened because it happened in the car. They were driving and it happened. I believe Ray was sitting in the front seat and the gun went off in the back and it killed him. Wow.
1: So this was tenth grade, I think, right?
0: This was freshman year. Are you grade. sure? All no, right. it was oh, tenth t- grade.
1: It was tenth grade yeah. because I wrote about yeah. it in my journal. Yeah. And I I wrote that Sonia told me about it. And I didn't know Sonia until 10th grade Because she wasn't there in Eisenhower So Darren died in 9th grade Yeah 10th grade
0: Todd Hansen died too though.
1: Yeah, Todd Hansen died that same year Yeah From a gunshot From a gunshot When he was, yeah So
0: And then Ray died 10th grade
1: And then there was Brandon I don't know if you remember him He went to Hoffman Yeah He died in a When they were drag racing
0: Yeah
1: Car crash that.
0: Yeah And there was
1: There was somebody else in Eisenhower that I didn't know I don't remember who it was but senior year it was a Damien oh yeah that he was went to climb yeah he was I, a
0: remember I met him I mean I hung out with him a couple of times I didn't know him I knew well, him yeah he was a friend of yours past.
1: yeah Um, her he Annie was, and Dorothy. He was
0: like Hispanic kid right
1: yes he lived in Rachel's neighborhood Rachel oh, and really? Dorothy's neighborhood so that was a shock But it just got to be normal every year. Somebody was dying. It was a strange, strange time. I remember my mom telling me, I mean, telling me, like, this is just so odd that you've been dealing with all this death in high school. I mean, my mom and my dad's, like, looking in at what's going on in my high school life, all the death that I had to deal with it was hard for my mom for sure
0: and then maybe what that later on that year you, you had a boyfriend that died
1: that was when i was 20 oh you yeah were 20. but he yeah but he was from eisenhower yeah i, mean, I, I knew him since ninth grade yeah, yeah another gunshot
0: too yeah in front of his house
1: yeah that yeah, was I remember when that
0: happened actually like <clears throat> during that time like i left eisenhower at eight you know at 18 i checked myself out and i left and, like, I I just quit hanging out with everybody from there. Like, all the different groups of people yeah. that I hung out with. Besides my own group. But, like, I was working, like, in Louisiana and then coming back home. So, it was that time, like, I quit hanging out with a bunch of people. But my core people, I still stay in, like, Chris and Leo and John Paul. My yeah. brother. But, like, all these other cliques. Like, as we say... So I didn't, I didn't get to, exp- <clears throat> I remember, I heard through the grapevine that Mike had died, but man, that, be- I've never had, you know, a significant other pass away from me, like a girlfriend. And like, I've, I've heard those stories of people whose husbands or wives or girlfriends die.
1: Yeah. And- like,
0: I think there was a girl at school, I can't remember her name, but. She had two boyfriends that died. Like, she dated one guy, he died, and then, like, a couple of years down the road, she dated someone, and he yeah. died. Yeah.
1: Like, what? I know. I like,
0: how I, does that, what are the odds of that, you know? like.
1: Well, I know. What I'll, are
0: the odds of you dating somebody? She
1: must have had some kind of lesson she had to learn from that. That's, I don't know how else that would happen to people. I've heard of somebody else having that situation, too. But it's it's totally different having a friend that you just talk to occasionally die than having a boyfriend die for sure yeah especially when i mean we weren't dating that long so i didn't he wasn't like a serious boyfriend or anything but i'd known him since ninth grade and i mean he was part of my life um everyday life for three months Mm -hmm. but it was that night he was we were supposed to go to the movies him his brother and me. We had plans to go to the movies, and he decided to go to Rainbow because his friend's birthday was that night or something. And I was just so thrown off at why he would cancel. And then he wanted me to go with him to Rainbow, and I was like, "No, nope. thank God," I said no. I even told him I I even broke up with him that night. Actually, I was oh. like, "I this is not working." Like I just I was so thrown off by the fact that he changed plans. Mm-hmm. Um, back then, we didn't have cell phones so I paged him and he ca- he stopped and um, called me on a pay phone and I was angry and um, I had a moment of okay should I go but I said no I mean what could have happened if I had gone I don't know but Yeah. maybe it doesn't matter everything happens how it's supposed to happen but um, that rocked I mean, me is,
0: that's, is, is that still an unsolved mystery though
1: right it is yeah um I mean, everybody has an idea of who was involved, but the pops never could prove it, so. Crazy, I mean, just a crazy, it seems like another. Especially for a
0: kid, I mean, kids, I mean, you're 20, but you're still young, and you're vibrant, and you're a kid, and you're still, you know, still learning, and I mean, that's one of life's lessons, I guess, you know, for you to learn to deal with that.
1: That was my last major death until my ex husband's sister died, but I felt like because I had been through so many deaths that I was I bounced back really fast. Like I felt like I become I became really resilient in that manner. Like I with death. Yeah. But now and I know that I can deal with death and I I will always bounce back and I know, you know, that people are still there and around us and in our heart and they can hear us and see and watch so I don't have that feeling of I want to say something before they die because I know I can still say it to them and they'll still hear me
0: yeah yeah that that for sure like I have this thing though when it comes to death and I go to funerals like I ever since I was in my 20s early 20s when I had a good friend die but I always have to touch them like when they're in the coffin Uh Like I always have to put my hands on their hands. Hmm. And I used to be the guy that would get up and say something, you know, like does <laughs> anyone have anything they want to share? And I would get up and, and say some things about them, but now I, I I don't know, just haven't done that in a while. Like I've been to several funerals lately and I just I haven't done that. I always cry, I don't care whose funeral it is. Like a friend of mine, his mom died and uh, all it was Eisenhower, mom, and and you know all the old school some you know friends from the neighborhood that I grew up in. We all showed up, and you know it's kind of cool to see them. You know, twenty five years later. Or so, and you know we're all cracking up, you know, <laughs> laughing and giggling and talking about old times. and Still, it's like we never skip a beat. You know? <laughs> and they all have families and kids uh-huh. and everything. We all get together and we're just cracking up. And but still, like yeah, funerals just. I always cried. I don't care Whose funeral it is
1: like, Yeah I, always, like, I know it's... I
0: always cry Like some people Can just sit there And be so straight faced I don't know What that is Like why Like whenever you see Like somebody Famous dies And then like Somebody goes up And says words about them They just like Soak c- together I yeah. guess You know I'm like How can that be Like if I was like Best friends With someone famous And like I don't know I guess there's just that that energy or that legacy that they have that's still so vibrant yeah. there at the funeral like uh, I've seen spe- I like watching speeches at, or like if someone says something at a funeral like I think that one of the coolest ones when John McCain died his daughter got up there and she was crying when she was talking but man it was just such a powerful speech like yeah. I watched it and I cried when I watched it like I was like oh my god like this girl here like her dad was just you know taught her how to be Aww. an individual
1: and you know when people want to get up when they want to get up there and say something and you can tell it's heartfelt you know that person really made a difference in Oh, in their everybody. life
0: my my friend I remember I told you just passed yeah. his mom passed like I she was such a strong woman that I just remember going over there and hanging out as a teenager in my 20s and, she was just, man, she had us all in check. You know, there'd be like 10 kids over there hanging out. You know, we'd all either smoking weed or drinking 40s in the front. And she just had it. Like, she still regulated what was going on. Like, she didn't let us, I mean, we, <laughs> of course, we were sitting there drinking, smoking weed in her front yard and partying, but like, she still, you know, regulated on us. <laughs> there was still that, I mean, she was just a strong, independent woman. Yeah. I mean, I don't we were like in our early 20s like 21 or 22 or something like that so but we were just chilling there partying and drinking and she you know she, it was her house we all respected her she was cool letting us drink and you know whatever but I feel like I just whatever her togetherness you know what I'm saying that she had like if someone came in she she was just very stern to these kids you know at the same mm-hmm. time so no one like violated and like was throwing up in the front you know like or yeah acting a full fighting yeah. you know i mean everyone was chill relaxed having fun you know it was just good times and she was just like you know everyone knew. she came outside Everyone was like hey mrs bubble <laughs> <laughs> you know everyone was still you know
1: did but a lot she, of people speak at her funeral what? actually
0: her grandkids did oh yeah and they were balling out of control when they were talking about her but it made me cry, too, because, I mean, I remember they were babies, and then now they're in their 20s, you know, those kids, so, and they're in their early 20s, late teens, early 20s.
1: <clears throat> I remember speaking at my both of my grandmother's funerals, and the, but the first one, my dad's mom, she was, like, my best friend, and I I couldn't finish my speech, and I had to get, I asked my cousin to come up with me beside me to hold my hand and I was just like eh, 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 eh. <laughs> nobody couldn't understand what I was saying but I found that speech, I was looking for that speech You wrote it? I, w- I thought I had lost it and then I came across it randomly somewhere I was like oh my gosh this is what I wrote this is what I said And Oh cool It was really good, she was f- such an amazing person The first time
0: I had to speak at my, one of my, my mentors He was older, like 10 years older than me. And this was was the Journeys guy? Yeah, the Journeys guy. Oh my God, I was, I bawled in the beginning, but then like I caught my composure. And I had never spoken at a funeral before. Mm. I was... And how old were you? I don't know, I was maybe like in my early 20s. And then after that... He died
1: in your early, when he was...
0: He was 40. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, it was before, in 2004.
1: So you were in your 30s.
0: No, I was uh, 28 at the time. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay,
0: (laughs) But I did this whole, like, kind of... It was like an impromptu kind of speech because (laughs) his brother came up to me and goes, Look, y'all are the crew from Houston because we went to Nashville, Tennessee for the funeral. And he was like y'all were his Houston crew and he goes y'all gotta get up and say something and I Ooh. looked at, it, I looked at my buddy I was like, "Man, I was like I wasn't prepared for this like I didn't write and he goes just say whatever Aww. And, like I, and like his brother was a musician so like he's always you know and I remember I got up there and I started and it was my other two friends you know we were all there the Houston crew and I started off with just like some impromptu about Eating red beans or no black-eyed peas for New Year's because it was like the first time I've oh. ever eaten it, uh-huh. <laughs> and it's supposed uh, to bring good luck, right? Yeah. Well, as soon as I ate it, like a few days later, he died.
1: Oh, that's good luck. I was like, I was like,
0: I'm, I was like, I'm from. A, I told her, I was like, I'm Hispanic. Like Hispanic people don't <laughs> eat black, black <laughs> peas. And I was like, this is messed <laughs> up. But he was a good mentor to me. uh I learned a lot from him, how to work hard, you know, be a hard worker. And then, like, a month, oh, no, 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 no. He died in February the 13th. It was Friday the 13th. But on January 5th, another mentor of mine oh. died. And I could not break, like, I had, I, I remember I wrote something down. Like, I wanted to talk at his funeral and I I just couldn't bear to do it like I couldn't get up there Like, mm-hmm. but I learned a lot from him I've known him since I was like this guy who died I've known him since I was, it was my dad's best friend and I was probably like I met him when I was probably like 7 or 8 and i known him a whole, oh, like we even shared a warehouse together and we were doing working on cars uh, restoring cars and uh, he died like right when we got our warehouse. Well we'd had it for about four or five months and he died and like I just could not get up there. Like and then then my other friend died in, in February and I yeah, that's when I did the whole black eye piece. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> I had two people die within a month. After like, you ate black like, IP. Yeah, after I ate black eyed peas. <laughs> so I was like, I'm never doing that. And then I've been offered like throughout the year, like, Hey, come on for black IPs, you guys? I was Like, I'm not going over there. And I was like, no way.
1: Oh yucky anyway.
0: Um Yeah, I've been so many people. Have I mean, now I feel like people are just dying. I could you know, I've had several people die this year. Yeah,
1: and I think Because you know so many people and you're in contact with so many people from way back, you're going to hear about more people dying, you know? You'll be associated with more people dying because you know a lot of people. I mean, that's just how it is when you know a lot of people. People are going (laughs) to die, especially the older you get. So, but then, and then, like, you lost Luna. Oh, yeah. And that's a thing, too. If you're a pet lover, you have to deal... You have to accept that that's what's going to happen they don't live live as long as you and so you're going to go through several i've been through i know when you told me a lot of pets i
0: was like oh my god you're you're been through a lot
1: of cat deaths and three no two dog well three dog deaths but two as an adult that were only my dog so that's just so hard. But that it's different when you're going in there and you're deciding to put them to sleep, you know? Like, I think that was the hardest part for you, right?
0: Yeah, because it happened on Monday. She did that Yelp. And then, like, man, Tuesday, Wednesday, she was just couldn't, she was falling down. Her tongue was sticking out. She wouldn't stop pacing. It's like, it's time, huh? And then, yeah, I was hoping she would just, like, die in her sleep, you know? I, I would have been a little bit easier you know about that. Like I would have felt a little bit at ease if she yeah, had died in her sleep at right. the house, but like to go there and uh, okay, we're gonna give her the first shot to like put her just you know let her go. Not, I cry like a baby as soon as she said that. I
1: was like, no, you know. I mean, I guess with her pets, I was just thinking. Like, my grandmother died in her sleep. And I was there in her apartment. She was so, she had, she was on morphine. So uh, it's like we could put our pets on morphine and just let them sleep until they die, I guess. Couldn't yeah. we? <laughs> I
0: don't know. Yeah, because we but, have the right to, to do that. Right. Like there are a couple states, I mean, we talked about this. Yeah. And, you know, that there you can put yourself down. I think it's like Oregon and, or Washington.
1: Yeah. Oregon, Oregon and Washington, I think. Yeah. You, can you can, decide. If
0: you're dying already, then you can let yourself go even quicker.
1: Would you do that? How do you feel about it? Yeah. <laughs> I think I would if I was in pain. But at the same time...
0: What, are you talking about like miracles or something?
1: I mean, if I really felt like I was ready to go and I was in a lot of pain, I would probably ask and want that if I had the choice. But at the same time, I I wonder... Shouldn't I just? Isn't this part of my life lesson to go through the deaths the way it's supposed to happen? But you know?
0: not, I don't think. all well, if you're in pain, like if you're if you, if you're gonna burden, you know what I'm saying? Like if, if you're being
1: a burden to you,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, I can understand. Like you don't want your but family to is, have to take care of you. What is
0: that lesson of life for the person who's the caretaker? You know what I'm saying? What is the lesson for you as the person? Like, do you want to continue this person taking care of you? Or do you want this person to be free of you? Like, there's so many different variations and elements of that. That's why there's so much debate on it. Yeah. Because what's fair is, you know, according to whose life it is. Like,
1: you know. I
0: know. The it's, person who wants to go down. Right. It's their decision. It's their decision. But then there's the people. Like, there was that big case a couple of years back, about it happened in Florida. The wife was in a car accident or something, and she was about to die, and they had her on life support. And her husband wanted to put her down, like or just pull the plugs. She wasn't coming back to life. Yeah. But I then her mom and dad—it was a huge. Yeah. Like, they made a huge it went to uh, went to court, right? court. Yeah. Her mom and dad were like, "We're not putting our daughter down. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to keep her on alive." But she was never coming back out of it. and then like he already like she was on life support for a couple months, several months and he already started seeing somebody else and had a girlfriend and like yeah it got real messy (sighs) or I mean it was just like a lot going on and he was like she's my wife I can let her go if I want to blah 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 pull the plug and the parents are like uh 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 that she's our kid we want to keep her alive I I don't remember the outcome of that that happened maybe it might have happened like 10 years ago but it was, like, in the news and, and like, in yeah. for a while, like, for months. There was a big big debate about it.
1: And when you're older, you put that in your will, right? If you, I mean, you can't. I mean, you can do it now. Yeah. I mean,
0: I, I told, when I was married, I told Nikki if I ever come to a state where I'm going to be vegetated or, like, you know, if I get in a bad car accident or a bike accident or something, then I... You know, brain dead or something. I was like, I told him, I say, like, pull the plug. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to be a burden on you or the kids. You know, like I wouldn't want to be that way, anyways. Yeah, so I grew up with my dad saying that too. Like, and it, and it makes sense. Like, why would I want someone to like clean up my number one and number two mm-hmm. and yeah. Yeah. feed me and all? I was like, no, Ooh. no. Like, I just. I'd rather be free, like, you know, put me down and then I can come to senses again as one. My body is just my, how do you call it? It's my soul that, you know, maybe my soul on the inside can talk and say things, but, like, I just can't get it out of my body and my Mm -hmm. mouth and my arms and my hands and my fingers. But So just let me go so I can be free.
1: Yeah. My grandmother last she had a stroke in the last year of her life she couldn't talk or walk or barely even smile so but i would see in her eyes that she wanted to say something it was so hard so i tried really hard to figure out a way for her to communicate with us she couldn't write so i bought this board where she could put like little symbols move them you know kind of but it just seemed like nobody I, i couldn't be there every day she lived in san antonio Just seemed like nobody was. I mean, the nurses and stuff, they couldn't really work with her as much as she needed. I bet if people were there every day working with her on that, like she could have eventually used, moved the symbols or the letters around to actually say something.
0: And that goes back to like what we were saying like, what is those people's mission, the caretakers? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's their life lesson to help somebody live who's incapable of like, you know defending for themselves or fending fending for themselves defending that they could you know talk and they need this and that and you know the caretaker well, always uh, her name came up to that, Helen Keller like that mm, yeah. girl couldn't see or hear I know, you know? and she's <laughs> now, she graduated I think from college I know yeah like, how do you graduate if you can't see in here yeah you know like That's still like mind-boggling to me. Her name came up on a podcast, and they were talking about her. Yeah, there's
1: a a children's book about her that I read to Millie, and I tell her like, "Isn't this amazing? Like, she didn't, but she learned to feel. She had a an amazing teacher that came to the house, and that's where it started. The teacher wouldn't give up on her. It's like this is what this feels like, you know? And like,
0: they make a movie too about her. Yeah, yeah,
1: there's a movie. Yeah, it's amazing. So, yeah, I mean, I guess. The will, the will, is that how you say it? The will inside you makes a difference, too, as if you come out of stuff like that.
0: Yeah, like you show me that video about the guy who paints with his mouth. Yeah. Well, he was paralyzed, dude, from his, like, Neck down, down. Yeah,
1: he couldn't use his hands. He couldn't.
0: And he had a paintbrush. And
1: now he paints amazing art.
0: Yeah. And his art was badass. And I uh, bet you when that accident
1: first happened, he wanted to die.
0: Yeah. So, Yeah. And now he's. But he was still, cognit. You know, had yeah. cognition. He could talk and. Right. It's just that he couldn't use his mind below. was all there. Yeah, his mind was all there. He just couldn't use like his chest below. Yeah. Or yeah, his arms because he yeah he was his neck below. <sighs> but then, like he married and his wife had to you know and all that process and his, his wife
1: takes care of him. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, I don't so know crazy. About that. like That's. I mean, that's. You don't know until you're in that situation, right? And like, I always told myself, if I did get paralyzed, like I, I watch like there's a skateboarder who has he's paralyzed from like his, like his waist, his hips down, or he has like a nub on one leg, and I mean, he's like a professional skateboarder, like he's a better skater than I'll ever be, and that didn't stop him from skateboarding. He sits down on his board and pushes with his hands and he flips that. his board and he does all these...
1: That is so inspiring. He
0: he, he grinds handrails. Like, he goes really wow. fast and he pops up <gasps> on his board and he nose grinds down handrails. Wow. It's, it's amazing. Just, I couldn't imagine the falls that he takes because he has to yeah. go, like, hands and body. But what happened to him when he was a kid, you know, like, I, I don't know his full story. He's a Brazilian skateboarder, but, like, was it life and death, you know? Like, yeah. What was his will? There's another guy who was on the, in a wheelchair, and he works for the Nitro Circus, and he's, like, doing all these stunts, like, on the big ramp. Like, he could have died. He almost died, but no. he He's a paraplegic, and he's on a wheelchair, and he just, you know. People yeah. who come to that, you know, like, they're about to die, and they can only use half of their body now. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, and I think... they utilize that.
1: I mean... And there's people that get to that point where they just want to die and they're, you know, lying around in depression.
0: Yeah, and their full body works.
1: Or you're like, hey, one of the worst things just happened to me. There's really no fear left in me. What can I do with that?
0: And that's what happens. Yeah.
1: Like, they're not scared of things anymore.
0: Yeah, they're not.
1: I was reading that in my book, Everything Happens for a Reason. And one of the reasons for people is so that they're not scared anymore. So, like... Um, people that have been raped or like been through it, you know, they've died and come back. You know, they're not, they've lost the fear in life. And so now they do all these amazing things because they're not scared anymore. True. Cause they've been through the worst, they feel.
0: Like, I just got back from Colorado mm-hmm. and I took off in these woods. <laughs> and I. I mean, didn't a bear have, could have
1: eaten you. I could have been eaten by a <laughs>
0: bear or a bobcat and I took a wrong trail. And I was like, I only saw maybe a handful of people in a 13-mile run. And, like, I I was lost. Like, I was just like, oh, shit. It's Like, I just kept running and running and running and running and running until I ran into a guy. And he looked lost, but he goes, no, <laughs> just keep going that way. Oh. He was on his bike. and
1: So I, did you have an instance of, like... I oh.
0: didn't let the fear get me because I knew that I would have been a little scared... A little bit more scared if like the sun was going down, oh yeah, oh my God, but I made sure I went like I left it like at one o'clock, but like, yeah, there's ant- wild animals out there, and like and the temperature drops, and I mean i didn't I only had little shorts on, you know, but I would have kept going, I think I do have a lot of perse- perseverance when you do to things yeah, like i out outwill myself, you know. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. I wanted to stop so bad when I got to mile 11. And I was like, you only got two miles left. You better go all the way. Don't stop. But it was hard. But what you were saying, like, whatever happens, like, you learn to take it to another level. But coming close to death,
1: you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's, I think it, it real like, there's amazing people that come out of those situations like they do amazing things because they've been close to death
0: yeah like people who base jump and
1: and it was meant to happen It was meant mountain
0: bikers who like jump 50 mm-hmm. feet in the air and land I mean they, all it takes is one fall and they can be paraplegic too or die the
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, chance, chance
1: you take to do stuff you love true so one more question before we go because we're going to wrap this up but um, where do you What do you think happens when you die?
0: Ah, that's a good question. I'll make it quick. (laughs) Um, Growing up as a Catholic, Catholics, no no mean, you know, bad. It's always like, if you do bad growing up as a kid, you know, and do bad all your life, you're going to burn in hell, right? If you could, you know, do the Mm
1: -hmm. sin, the Ten Commandments, you're going to hell. Yeah. But
0: if you do good in life, you're going to go to heaven. So... For myself, like I used to believe that, like a heaven and hell. And then the older I got, and then like friends dying in high school, and then twenties, like you know, I, I could be like, man, these are people that I know, and I didn't go to feel but I was like, they were really bad, you know. Where did they go?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go like, are they bad? in hell? I yeah. want to know.
0: This one guy knew. Bad and he did a lot of people wrong. He was always messing people over, and then finally they got him and they killed him.
1: Mm.
0: And it's like I was probably like nineteen or something, but I was just you know thinking. I, my religion actually changed when I hit twelve. Not that it changed, but I quit being so Catholic when I was about twelve. But you know those those things are yeah, but in bed. Yeah, you learned it. Power. Yeah, that kid going to heaven. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So as I got older. I just I used to think when you die you kind of just shut off like a computer but then the more I just encountered like I I started in tuning with myself and Mm -hmm. my my body and my you know my soul my own energy and then like when someone died like I can even though they died like I can feel Mm -hmm. you know like a presence of energy you know like or if I get caught in a situation where I was like damn what would I do or what would they do mm-hmm. like if I felt something like okay this, yeah like I felt like some type of presence or energy like kind or of, like
1: a song comes on the radio that reminds you of that person
0: and that's happened a bunch of times that died yeah Yeah, to me that happens so or like, what's that message there coming out of the radio yeah. yeah
1: yeah like the time so my grandmother and I I told you the story I, we used to watch I Love Lucy all the time when I'd go to her apartment and then one time in my apartment in austin my tv turned on and it was i love lucy it just turned on yeah yeah and it was a time when the um the tv was doing you know something weird it kept there was a glitch and it would turn on and off sometimes even when i was watching it turn off and one time it turned on and it was i love lucy and i was like oh my gosh my grandmother's here i just i would doubt myself though back then that was in my 20s i would doubt myself and say like oh and like just that's not there's no way what because there's no proof but now i feel like there's proof in my heart that i know that's it
0: because we are all energy yeah no matter what like we're built and made of like a trillion you know neuron atoms and like when that when you die like that energy has to disperse Somewhere mm-hmm. like a Nora, like it just it just takes out of your body. Yeah, it gets
1: it goes back and is recycled.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it makes you think about like animals and insects and bugs that die. Do mm-hmm. they have that too? I don't
1: know. I mean if you want if you read the um the uh, seed of a soul that talks about he talks about that. But it's real complex. It's like dog like we as humans, we each have our individual soul and our paths and stuff. But he says animals... He doesn't talk about insects, I don't think. Like, animals have a group, collective soul.
0: Group, collective.
1: Like, it's one soul for them all. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'm explaining it correctly. But that was kind of what I got out of it.
0: Yeah. Well, what about but, you, then? If you <laughs> asked me, I kind of told you. Just yeah, I feel everything. the same way. Yeah. I what When I mean? was...
1: When I was growing up, when Darren died, that was the first death that really rocked me. I mean, my grandfather, he was old and um, they, they, you know, pulled the plug on him. So it was kind of an expected thing. And Darren was, it kind of rocked my world. And I remember at night, that's what really connected me, I think, to my spirituality was knowing he was there. Like, I just knew he was still there somewhere and i would have dreams about him and some of them were kind of weird one of them was him trying to get me to commit suicide so i could yeah like it was weird oh my i had, God. wrote about it in my journal i remember feeling so close to him at that time like i could feel him and i would look up you know i'd sit on my little window seal and look up at the stars and be like where do people go when they die that was when i first started questioning it and i was like you know i would wonder is there a hell and Eventually, as I grew older and I, w- I really was into mediums and I'd watch um, the John Edwards show mm-hmm. and him reading for people and their loved ones coming through. I was like, I know that they are somewhere and we can feel them and they can see us. I just knew that that was true. Mm-hmm. And um, and just learning through mediums and like spiritual teachers, everything they say is just so resonates so truth. It's just truth to me when I hear it. And so, you know, before growing up, when you're young, people really needed proof for everything. Like, that's whatever. That's not true. You don't have proof of that. But now, as we get older and the times are changing and, like, scientists are seeing a lot of stuff in the energy yeah. field that yeah. we didn't know before. We really did come from the stars. <laughs> and we go back there. But our, our soul lives on. And we come back and learn lessons over and over until we're done. When is that? Though? After thousands of lives. <laughs> <laughs> we come back and learn these different lessons. And then if we didn't learn that certain lesson, we come back and try to learn it again. Or we have a different lesson we need to focus on.
0: Yeah, and I know this conversation, like, man, if I was, you, I think you can get in more greater detail about stuff that you've read and then you read a lot you read way more than i do so like i i under, i feel like you have a lot more to say about this topic because when you asked me about it earlier i was like death and i was like yeah that caught it did catch me off guard i, mean, I had yeah. some experiences in the past couple months of people dying and
1: no um, i am interested in the afterlife and the end the end between life and past lives i'm very interested in past lives like i really want to know about my past lives and everybody's past lives because that's who we are we're born with these personalities from our we bring in from our past lives so i'm really interested in that for sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that could be a whole that could be a whole nother um the, podcast you know, on,
0: also though when you grow older you tend to tune in to those yeah exactly you know what i'm saying because when you're a kid you just other people can notice, right? It. And yeah.
1: you're and you're just going by what other people are telling you. You know what your parents are telling you. What you're learning from a show you've been. You know, you grab onto those ideas, and then as you get older, you come you start into intuning, your own. Yeah, Yeah. and you're like, yeah. You
0: created all this energy.
1: I believe yeah. that. I do believe in that. And like then
0: you have to do like mm-hmm. some self-reflection. Yeah. And and really, like, see who you are as. as and that's a problem. Like a lot of people. It's not a problem. It's just I I don't think people really look in tune into their selves. They're too busy with uh, either being or how do you say it um, numbed trying to make people ah <clears throat> uh, I can go off on this but religion? You mean like or not necessarily religion, but they're not just in tune with their self. Like they just. right and they're 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 on a different soul soul level i mean
1: they're not at that soul level where they can be in tune with themselves you know
0: it's some you know it is something you have to practice you just can't say all right this is who i am this is like no you need to dig deep like
1: you know and some people can't do that because they're still young young souls
0: yeah you gotta dig deep you gotta figure out like Things that happen in your life, the
1: deaths, yeah, and the lessons, things, and...
0: lessons. How did you do? How do you, you know, deal with that?
1: What yeah, could you have I done? Can... That you know, right? And how like, people live? The atheists, you know, like if there's no um, anything beyond, like, what what is the purpose of life? You know, like your lessons and like what you learn in life. Like, how is it? Um... <laughs> How do people that live like there's nothing past death, like they're, after you die, you're just gone? How I, do people live happily and joyful no, thinking that way? Because I feel it gives my life such purpose to know that when I die, I'm going to be shown what I learned in this life and what I need to keep learning, and I want to learn as much as I can right now in this life so that I don't have to learn it again.
0: And then when you die, like that energy... Goes into other people, like just just think yeah. like Dr. Martin Luther King or Gandhi, you know, or anybody who is you know, very yeah. like people look and read about those people, and that energy goes into them, and then they do something to enlighten. I mean, it's just like passing the torch. You're yeah. passing the torch, and then energy. there's
1: that ans- and your DNA. It's um, another way it's passed down from your ancestors memorized in your DNA. Yeah. Okay. Well,
0: so, I, I this is a great topic. A lot of people don't talk about this stuff, but they need to. I well, not that they need to, but it would just make you a little bit more open on what, you know.
1: Right. And people are too scared. People are scared. Some people I'm I, I get scared to talk about deaths of kids. Like that's why I shut uh-huh. that down real quick. <laughs> 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 because I have a deep fear of losing my kids. Like I don't yeah, want to yeah. even go there. Yeah. So but death of older people and like. But that's part of life. Though. It's part, part of, of life. life. It's part of life. Yeah. Death of pet that's part of life. I can, I can deal with that. When
0: people die in their 30s and 40s, I was like, oh, so young. Even 50s. You yeah. Know, like, you're still young. I mean, we're living to be 80 and 90 now, you know? Like, yeah. embrace your 40s and, you know, 30s, 40s, and 50s. You're still young. And people who are in their 30s, 40s, and 50s are doing amazing things. Yeah. We never and talk. they're learning from older people who are in their yeah. 80s and 90s still. You know? Right.
1: And you never know when death is going to, when it's never, your time. You never know. Never. So. so, okay. Well, thank you for this whole conversation. <laughs> Thanks for conversating that. with I
0: mean, me. Yes. And thank you guys for listening. And uh, we'll be back with more. So, signing off.
1: Signing off. Have a great day. All right. Bye.
0: Thank you, everyone, for listening to episode number three.
1: Yes, thanks for listening to our conversation about death. It's not always easy to talk about, but it's something that we all have to go through, death of loved ones, our pets. And, I mean, it helps us.
0: It's part of the journey. It's part of our quest to figure out who we are and what we need to do.
1: Right, definitely. All right, well, thank you. Thank you. See you next time.
0: Bye. Bye.